Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 137 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you, as always, about all the latest and greatest things in the theme parks, uh, news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. And Carly, how have you been and where have you been this past week? Well, I am recovering from Brampton. I did Silver Dollar City. It was one of the most exhausting four days. And then I'm getting ready to head to Universal tomorrow. Woo! Yes. It sounds like sounds like you've got a great week set up uh, visiting the Orlando theme parks. Maybe you, you'll be able to tell us some secrets uh, about things coming up next time we yes. come back. I will be there for nine days, so I think I will be doing a lot during that time that we'll chat about. And you're in somewhere very fun. I am. I am in, uh, as you can tell, glamorous Las Vegas right now. I'm at, <laughs> I'm staying in a rental house off the strip. So no, you do not, you do not see uh, the lights of, of uh, Sin City behind me, but I am having a great time here. Uh, I could probably go on for the, the whole hour about some of the things that I've done, but uh, the highlight has definitely been Omega Mart. Um, Area 15 is this incredible entertainment complex with lots of things to check out. Very excited now that one of them is coming to Orlando. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure that the uh, Omega Mart uh, Meow Wolf uh, is going to be part of the one in Orlando, but it was absolutely worth taking the trip out here to Vegas to see. I spent three hours exploring it. Uh, I could have spent another three hours. Um, just an absolutely, just like all the best parts of an escape room and a theme park without the negative things, you know, escape room without the, the pressure of time and a theme park without the cues and just uh, just one of the most creative experiences I've ever had. So yeah, it's uh, thank, thank you so much, Area 15 and Omega Mart. Uh, it was really made it a great trip so far. So I have to ask, did you climb that little rock? I, we found that, you know, we went into the little little house and then found that tunnel. And I see this almost sheer rock wall going straight up with this rope. And we did it. Um, it. It took our time and uh, it was a little bit of a struggle, but I made it up the rope and I also made it down the slide. But I will tell you, uh, th those slides, uh, when you're a big person, not all that comfortable. Uh, <laughs> a little a little bumpy. Uh, so I did the slide once, um, but there's just so much stuff to see and do there. Uh, I would say uh, my advice is if you go spend the extra three dollars to get the card, um, there's a whole storyline that you don't have to bother with. You can just right. go and look at things and, and have fun. But if you want to get deep into the storyline, uh, you pay an extra three bucks and it gets you a card that lets you activate certain computers. And then when you go home after the experience, you can see all the videos and documents that you found uh, and, and relive your experience at home. Uh, definitely worth the, the extra three bucks. Absolutely. And I kind of love that each room is done by an independent artist. So they collectively hire dozens and dozens of small independent artists. So each room is an exhibit in itself that it's independent, but somehow works with the overall vibe. I, I, I found it amazing the way each had its own feeling, its own style, um, you know, but they all work together in concert telling this, this overarching story. Um, just an amazing achievement. Bravo. Um, well, before we get into all the news, I think that it is time for us to hear from our very special sponsor, Carly. Yeah, so we have a new sponsor and it's Aura Frames. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but they are the world's smartest digital picture frame. You've probably seen them in people's houses. It kind of just looks like an average picture frame, but it's actually digital and you can load it with photos of your family, friends theme park trips, and it kind of scrolls on there. So the special thing about Aura Frames is that the display is super sharp and vivid. So it looks like almost like you're looking into the world that the picture comes from. And then the frame itself is modern. So it'll fit in with your house, your design. And this has been recommended by over 130 gift guides. And it's also been part of Oprah's favorite things for three years running. So they've been picked as the number one digital frame by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Magazine. And these are very popular during holidays, birthdays and mother's day which everyone knows is coming up 
So they tend to sell out. So it's kind of one of those things you got to jump on right away. And uh, each frame comes in this beautiful box. There's no wrapping required. And then you can go ahead say you're getting it for mom. Maybe she's not as tech savvy. You can go ahead and preload it with the pictures and it's all connected to the URA app. So you can have your friends, siblings, cousins, everyone jump in on that app and then load their own pictures. And it also comes with unlimited photo and video storage. So it's not, you're not subscribing to anything. There's no fees. Once you buy the frame, it's your frame. You can keep using the app. So since they're known to sell out, you might want to go ahead and be the star of the next holiday, like Mother's Day that's coming up. And you can visit the links in our YouTube and podcast description. And they are giving a very special discount code for our listeners, and that's attractions. So if you want to go to Aura Frames, the link is in our description. All right, jump on that. Uh, you've got just a few days before Mother's Day. Um, I know their website still says they have free delivery by Thursday. So uh, maybe if you're listening to this live and you jump on it, this weekend, you can uh, get that in time for mom. Okay, well, I think without any further ado, it's time to get into the news. Well, first up, Star Wars face painting experiences are coming to Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World. So you have spent $5,000 more on a two-day stay with the Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World. You've already bought all of your robes. You've got your lightsaber ready, but you got to get your face painted up uh, if you want to properly represent your alien species. Uh, they are now offering a face painting service uh, to go along with your experience. Yes, this looks really cool. And they actually come to your room, sort of. They do it in your cabin entryway. So it kind of feels a little special. Uh, and I think a lot, a big part of why people are excited about this experience, I know it's expensive, is dressing up. Mm -hmm. So I it's actually kind of a cool add-on. I'm not an add-on person typically. But if I was to drop you know, $6,000, I would probably go ahead and do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are into cosplay or into doing their own makeup, but there's there's nothing quite like, uh, you know, feeling like a movie star and getting a professional to do makeup on you. Um, so if, if you want, you know, if you're a big Ahsoka fan and you want those uh, white lines on your face, um, the only thing is that uh, I believe they have a maximum of 50% of your face that they will cover with paint. Uh, you, they still have to stick with the mm -hmm. costuming guidelines. Um, so, uh, you know, you're not going to get uh, full on your entire face totally covered uh, because that could cause some issues. Uh, but it still does take about 30 minutes to do the transformation. Uh, and you are going to need an appointment uh, ahead of time when you... Uh, when you book your trip on the Star Cruiser 60 days out, you're able to go uh, shopdisney.com and, and buy special uh, clothing items. And you'll also uh, be able to make uh, an advanced appointment for one of these. Yes, this is this is very cool. And again, yeah, if you're I think it's if you're going to about two, you can't do the full face. Mm -hmm. oh, OK, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but it was kind of a little confusing with the language. But, yeah. you know, in the parks, you can't wear the full face. Yeah. Um, so this this launches on May 2nd. Surprise, they're not waiting till May the 4th. But uh, May 2nd, this starts off. If you've got a, a Star Cruiser trip planned and you want to add this on, uh, the phone number is 407-939-1800. Uh, you got to do it uh, 60 days before your trip. And, um, you know, uh, it, hey, you're already spending this money. Why not just go all in, you know? Exactly. Well. You're spending the money for the picture. So let's yeah. make them really amazing pictures. Sure. Why not? Uh, so uh, next up, Disneyland uh, is bringing back as part of their Disneyland After Dark series, uh, what they're calling Grad Night Reunion to bring the old, the good old days back. Uh, if you grew up in Southern California, uh, you might have experienced a grad night uh, graduation party when you were in high school. Um, and uh, you can be nostalgic and, and relive uh, relive your decade that you grew up in uh, at one of these parties, which are going to be on June 23rd, 28th, and 30th. 
yes, this is really cool because you also not get the after hours, but you get those few mix in hours. So you'll get to go into the park as it's still open to regular guests. And then part of the event, there's going to be special character sightings. And what's really cool is some of them are dressed in cap and gown. And I'm sure we can expect some really cool retro flair with our outfits. There's mm -hmm. more dance parties, a pep rally style march with your favorite characters, retro backdrops. And then what I'm excited about is the themed food and beverage inspired <laughs> yeah. by cafeteria offerings of yesteryear. So that's going to be tater tots everywhere. Tater tots and square pizza. That's what I remember from my high school cafeteria. Same. So you get also unlimited Disney photo pass. You'll get a commemorative mm -hmm. credential. So this is really cool. I like the Disneyland after hours events. If I was interested in this, you know, I would definitely go to it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're a 90s kid, uh, I have a feeling that there will be plenty of 90s music and uh, fashion on display. Yeah. Um, the tickets uh, start at 150. Uh, they vary depending on the night. And uh, you do have to pay parking on top of that. Um, but like we said, you get into the park about three hours early. And so you're paying almost about the same, maybe a little more than a day ticket for fewer hours. But the advantage is most of the people who are there are into seeing the characters and uh, the photo backdrops. If you are into riding rides, you can knock out a lot of rides at one night of these things with minimum weights because there's no Genie Plus going on. There's no one's using the lightning lanes. So those standby queues move the way that they should be. So that's that's a great thing. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's always some exclusive food and merch uh, to check out. Um, so if you're interested in this, Disneyland.com slash Disneyland After Dark. The only thing to keep in mind, this one is a little deceptive. They call all of these Disneyland After Dark parties, but this one is actually in California Adventure, not in Disneyland itself. So keep that in mind. And next up, also at Disneyland, this is a big deal. The Paradise Pier Hotel is getting a Pixar makeover and a new entrance into the park. Plus, lots more changes are coming to Disneyland. I'm almost surprised that we didn't put this as uh, our top story because there is so much to unpack here. You know, uh, the, the the headline is the Paradise Pier Hotel, which is well known as everyone's least favorite on-site Disneyland hotel because it isn't even really on-site. It's like across the street. You know, uh, it, it's not particularly convenient. There are motels that are half the price that are way closer to the parks. Um, but it was an official Disney hotel. Um, I, I know uh, we have some DVC points that we use there to stay there sometimes. Um, it definitely but it's always it's it's never felt Disney. It's always felt very bland. There's a statue of Goofy in the in the lobby, and that's about it. Well, now it's getting a Pixar makeover. Uh, Pixar characters are coming in, and if nothing else, I can't wait to see this uh, statue of Luxo Junior on the Pixar ball. Uh, right in the middle of the lobby because that I honestly imagine this artist rendering as the lobby because like you said all I can see is like <laughs> weird 90s colors and goofy right well I, I I the only reason I can't imagine it is because that um that elevator that is the bane of no. my existence is sitting right there um these uh, they have these wonderfully high-tech elevators that never seem to stop at my floor and always take twice as long as they should to get where they're going. So maybe, hopefully part of the renovation will be uh, making those elevators a little smarter. Uh, oh, but yeah. there should be a major glow up for them. Yes. I mean, first of all, that, that uh, hotel has no food uh, offerings at all right now. Um, and so they, while they have not made any spe specific announcements, I'm certain that there's going to be at least a restaurant coming back to that location. Sure, and has to be. Yeah. and yeah, even more, more interesting is uh, very few people remember this for a very short time when Disney California Adventure first opened, uh, there was a private entrance uh, back where the Goofy Sky School roller coaster is now, where you could get in uh, to the park. Um, that did not last very long, but they are apparently reopening that specifically for guests of the Paradise Pier Hotel, which would be great. Uh, because way back in the day, um, you used to be able to cut through the Grand Californian, and then they cracked down on guests who are not staying at that hotel being able to do that. So this will definitely save some, some time 
getting into the uh, into the park in the mornings. I'm yes. looking forward to that. I'm a little curious about it because if you stay on those motels that are on West Catala, you yes. walk along the road. Exactly. Paradise Pier is. So I feel like they're really going to have to enforce it to make it special. They're going to have. Yeah, you have all those people. So they've been checking IDs uh, at that gate that's right next to it that cuts through the Grand Californian. Um, yeah. And so I assume that they're going to have just move security over to check IDs over there, too. Wow. See, uh, that's so weird because I always use that Grand California entrance. And I've never been checked. Yeah, so I, uh, it depends on what time. If you're if you're going through in the middle of the day, no problem. But if you're trying to get through there around rope drop, they uh, they definitely do not let you. Uh, well, they they stopped that. Uh, it used to be my favorite cut through, and then the, yes. I got denied and was very sad. But um, in addition to this, uh, we got we could go on forever about the changes. They're finally rolling out the Hey Disney Alexa assistant that we heard uh, about late last year. I am still waiting for Josh tomorrow to send me my Alexa that he promised me at the D23 event. <laughs> uh, but those are supposed to show up inside all the Disneyland Resort hotel rooms uh, by the end of the year. Um, Disneyland Resort hotel guests are also going to be able to send packages back to their room. That's been suspended since COVID. And the one that uh, is going to make a big difference people's visits, early entry is coming back for hotel guests. They haven't mentioned about magic mornings for non-hotel guests, but there's going to be, once again, early morning access to the parks starting later this summer. Watch the details on that because that is definitely going to change your touring plans uh, uh, if you're not an early entry guest and other people are getting in early that will definitely change your rope drop plans absolutely and it's just for the price that disneyland hotels cost now especially yeah, the, that's a, that's a perk that they need well and honestly right now there are literally no perks to staying at a disneyland hotel right. um you're not getting any advantage with genie plus or lightning lanes like you do in walt disney world which is i i prefer it that way i think that's better for everyone right uh, but you know, they charge a lot of money for those on-site hotels and, you know, you get 99% of the benefits by staying at the motel across the street. Uh, this will definitely be a good incentive to come back. Um, and then right next door, big things happening at downtown Disney District. Uh, we've talked about some of the changes that are going on before, but we now know that uh, a big new addition is going to be the Din Tai Fung family-run Chinese restaurant. Uh, these It's an authentic chain uh, that started in China and uh, spread around the world. They're famous for their soup dumplings and their extremely long lines to get a table because they do not accept reservations. Um, so that will give Disneyland uh, folks yet another cue to wait in. Uh, and this one bummed me out a little. Um, I'm trying to remain optimistic. Uh, the Patina restaurant is changing out uh, Catal and Uva, which are uh, Spanish restaurants um, that I really love. Uh, and those are going away and becoming Mexican restaurants from uh, Michelin-starred chef Carlos Gaetan. Uh, and they're going to be called Paseo and Centrico because we do not have enough Mexican restaurants in Southern California yet. <laughs> See, the thing that bums me out is the revamp of Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. <sighs> I, yeah, I it it doesn't look it doesn't look very New Orleans to me oh. anymore. The the renderings um kind of look like just bland California flat. Uh, but um you know they say that it's still going to have a New Orleans spirit in the menu. So yes, I'm we'll a just... little nervous about that because it's going to be vibrant California New Orleans food. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about that. But hey, at least we know that Earl of Sandwich yes. is coming back. They're going to have a uh, a walk up location somewhere, so we, we will still be able to get your uh, your meatball sub. Um, that's very important. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and finally, we've also got a little update on Toontown. Um, we've got a little construction photo uh, showing a tiny bit of the progress. Uh, and that is going to come back in early 2023 with some brand new experiences inside Disneyland Park. So a ton of things going on there. And you can check them all out at Disneyland.com or our friends at Destinations with Character Travel. We'll definitely hook you up if you want to plan a visit. Ooh, that was a mouthful. All yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's let's take to the high seas uh, where the Disney Cruise Line is highlighting their return to Europe in 2023. Uh, they've got five ships and they will all be out uh, in the summer of 2023, including uh, in Europe for the Disney Dream. 
Yes. So this is basically now with the Disney Wish joining the fleet in 2022. All five of their ships will feature European itinerary. So obviously that's going to switch around. They hit the Bahamas sometimes. They'll be hitting Alaska. And then they'll also be hitting Europe. So this is exciting if you want to, you know, go on the Disney Wish, but you don't really want to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I, I love cruising, but there are only so many times that you can go to the same five islands. Um, but uh, so the the islands of Greece or the British islands or Ireland would all be a really nice change from uh, going to Can Cancun or Cozumel. Um, the dream is going to be doing itineraries in Europe ranging from four to 11 nights. Uh, you can visit Amsterdam or Norway uh, or the French Riviera. So some, some really amazing trips. And uh, the Disney dream is also going to include a special lineup of Marvel superheroes and villains for the first time on all of their trips. Uh, of course, if you do want to stick with the Caribbean, the fantasy and the magic are going to be doing five to 10 night sailings at both Canaveral and Miami to all those favorite ports. Uh, and uh, out of Port Canaveral, you're also going to be able to get the brand new Disney Wish. And I think I thought it was interesting that the Wish is just doing little three and four night uh, short trips instead of those big seven nights. So I guess that'll give more people the opportunity uh, to. Plus, I think that they're pretty much charging a four night what they charge for a seven night on some of the older boats because uh, you got all those new bells and whistles. Yeah, I think they'll they'll definitely expand to the larger trips down the road. Yeah. And the one that I've always personally wanted to do, I've never done an Alaska cruise. And uh, so they've got the wonder uh, heading up from May to September. Um, and, you know, every year that goes by, I feel like uh, it might be my last chance to see some of these glaciers. Um, so uh, that that sounds like uh, that's that's one on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. I have a very good friend going on her first Alaska cruise this mm -hmm. week. And I'm just like, I've never considered it in my life, but recently I'm like, I really want to see that. It just looks breathtaking absolutely, and relaxing too. Uh, so um, if you are interested in taking any of these Disney line, uh, Disney Cruise Line cruises, uh, DisneyCruiseLine.com can help you out. Or of course, our friends at DestinationsWithCharacter.com. All right, this kind of blew my mind. Um, the yes. Japanese man, every time that, that an American Disney park announces something, uh, the Oriental Land Company has to come and just make us, uh, just embarrass us. It's, they, not it's just like they obliterate us. Space Mountain is getting a major update at Tokyo Disneyland inside and out. And I, you know, I hesitate to even call this an update because it looks like the classic Space Mountain in Tokyo, which is basically a clone of the old uh, one in Disneyland, California, is getting torn down and rebuilt with an entirely new aesthetic. It's going to be an entirely new ride. Um, it, you know, the basic uh, concept of a flight through space is uh, indoor roller coaster is is staying, but it's going to have a whole new ride system, whole new special effects, and the outdoor of the building uh, looks like this really uh, futuristic cross between the classic Space Mountain and the Tron coaster yes. that we're seeing. Um, so, wow, uh, yeah, I did is... not expect this. <laughs> no, it just kind of felt thrusted upon us. Uh, I'm excited. It looks amazing. And like you said, it is not a refurb. This is a total reworking. Um, the new Tomorrowland Plaza is going to enhance the whole connection between Earth and the universe. So they're kind of going for this intergalactic planet feel that's mm -hmm. next level, not Space Mountain, like retro. It it looks like it could be very cool. And I'm sure it will be knowing uh that. I mean, they, they honestly, like, you know, these, these are the, uh, the John Hammonds of the uh, theme park world. They spare no expense uh, over at the Oriental Land Company. Right. So the, the, I, 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 my, my brain kind of breaks to think about this, but they say they expect to spend 56 billion yen, which is the equivalent of $436 million dollars. I mean, to give to give you an idea, that's about what like Galaxy's Edge uh, costs, like one Galaxy's Edge. Right. <laughs> you know, they spent about a billion dollars between the two Galaxy's Edges. Um, I mean, you could build you could build a decent theme park for half a billion dollars if you felt like it. So to spend that much on one attraction, um, that's brave. 
that is that is bold. Uh, my only my only hesitation is um, that Tokyo's Tomorrowland was kind of one of the last vestiges of the classic 1970s Tomorrowland. It looked, you know, in many ways, still very much like that vintage, the clean white lines, um, the super modernist look um, that's kind of gone away in the American parks. And uh, they've been they've been slowly creeping in and, and updating it in, in Tokyo. But this is going to totally wipe out that that classic 70s look. Um, yes. But we should have time if we want to experience it. Because Absolutely. It's this not is not happening time. today. Um, you've got probably until sometime in 2024. Uh, so hopefully I can still get out there for my yeah. birthday trip and check that out. The original before it closes. And uh, it's going to take almost three years to, to tear this down and rebuild it. So we're looking at about 2027 when you finally get to ride the brand new and improved Tokyo Disneyland Space Mountain. It's exciting stuff. Um, and as always, Destinations with Character Travel will get you there. All right, next up, uh, in other Tokyo Disney news, Tokyo Disney is setting a blueprint that might mean more exclusive theme park experiences. And this is, uh, this is a little nerdy. This is kind of business-oriented. But the owners, uh, Oriental Land Company, as we mentioned, the folks who actually own the Tokyo Disney Park, uh, in case you didn't know, it is not actually owned by Disney. They just license everything. Um, but they have an eight-year blueprint where they are planning on not increasing attendance like everyone else. They want to reduce attendance in the parks back below where it was before the pandemic. Um, it's a strategic plan running through 2030, and they are emphasizing greater guest experiences, more sustainable operations, and an overall aim to pandemic-proof the business. Carly, what was your take on this? I honestly love it because it's parks have been so busy recently and you know we were kind of spoiled for a little bit after reopening with the pandemic it felt really nice i'm sure you've experienced that in the beginning mm -hmm. it was like yes. old days or, or i couldn't even put a words on it but it's been very crowded lately so i would gladly spend more to have a better guest experience yeah and that yeah, that definitely seems what the strategy is to Increase prices, lower the number of attendants, so they are making more money per person, so they are making more money total, but with fewer people to serve. Uh, and part of that, um, what they say, helping guests find new experience value, which sounds like uh, a lot more maybe limited experiences, VIP experiences, private experiences, um, they are also still planning to expand capacity. They're still building the new Fantasy Springs. Um, uh, but they want to uh, achieve a consolidated operating profit of at least $100 billion by 2024, which would be a record high. Um, so, uh, yes, more money with fewer people. Um, now, to be honest, if you look at the gate prices, you look at the ticket prices at the Tokyo parks, they're significantly cheaper to get yeah. into than the Orlando Parks. So they could raise their ticket prices quite a bit and still not be uh, where the U.S. parks are. Um, and they, it, uh, they love Disney, you know, folks over there. So if mm -hmm. they build it, they will come. They will come. This will work. Their strategy will work. I saw it and I was like, okay, this is going to happen. And I would not mind it if they did something similar to that over here or also in other parks across the country, this model can be implemented. Yeah. Now, there's some, some parks that their prices are just too low. Um, so their, their, their plans, they've got a short-term, a medium, and a long-term plan. They also are trying to even out attendance across uh, days, making so a holiday is no more busy than a weekday. And uh, that sounds like they will be using dynamic pricing, uh, yes. you know, to lower that. The, the idea is that, uh, you know, certain days will be less busy. Certain days will be a little more busy. Overall, the average will be down. Um, you know, I can see if this is really successful there that our American park people <laughs> might want to go even further in that direction. Here's where I see the problem is uh, Oriental Land Company, Tokyo Disneyland can get away with this because they have a reputation for top quality in everything and top quality customer service. Right. Um, and 
with Disney World especially, you know, we hear more and more complaints every day about prices are going up, but service is going down. That 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 uh, maintenance is not as good as it was. That the you know the quality of of food or portions, everything seems to be declining except for the prices. Um, and you know, here Oriental Land Company is, seems to be saying, yes, we want fewer people, yes, we want higher prices, but we also want to increase the quality in order to make it you know a good value. And I think that's the portion of it that we're not seeing here in Orlando. They've got the money side of it, but it's the quality side that needs to balance yes. that out. I mean, and you have to have that. You have to have that key element. Otherwise, yeah. this won't work. But yeah, it will and, work there. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's interesting that they, uh, they also point out, you know, um, they've got these eight key areas in which they want to improve to execute this. And the number one thing is employee happiness. And I think that's that's really key because when when the it all, all comes down to the parks all these parks are not about the castles and the roller coasters they're about the humans the employees and as long as those people are happy then then the customers are going to be happy um so uh some really interesting stuff if you are um into uh management and stuff there's some great nerdy stuff to dig into so uh, check out the full article on our site and next up, may the fourth be with you at Disneyland Paris, where uh, Star Wars Day is coming on May 4th, and Disneyland Paris is going to be celebrating with the sights and sounds of a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, so they've done this before. It's really cool. They have awesome, like, specialty treats. I don't know if you've seen pictures of them. But they look really good. Uh, there's meet and greet opportunities. There's going to be selfie opportunities. And, of course, Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Boba Fett, they're all going to be there. Yes. Um, if There are going to be magic shots uh, where you can get a, uh, a picture with Grogu. Um, and I'm sure Chewbacca and R2-D2 will be out and around. And you can, of course, ride Star Tours and Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain, uh, which is, uh, from what I've heard, the best uh, hyperspace overlay of all of the uh, yes. space mountains because it goes upside down. Mm -hmm. um, and at night, there's going to be a pyrotechnic, pyrotechnic homage to Star Wars stories in the Disney Illuminations show. I think that's really cool. I mean, we don't really get tags a lot in fireworks mm -hmm. over here just for the regular daytime guests. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, this is very similar to the Star Wars night event, uh, Disneyland After Dark event that's going on here. But uh, that's a special hard ticket event in Anaheim. And if you're in Disneyland Paris, this is going to be included in your regular daytime admission on May 4th. So that sounds like a great day to go visit the park. And Disneyland.Paris.com is, I'm sorry, Disneylandparis.com is your site for uh, all the information you need about that. Uh, more news from out, coming out of Disneyland Paris, and this is one that I'm not sure I can quite wrap my brain around the math. Disney Premier Access Ultimate is coming to the parks. Uh, this is kind of their version of Genie Plus. Um, it is a queue beating system that allows access to rides at Disneyland Paris with shorter waits. Um, the current version is called Disney Premier Access, and it's for one ride at a time. But there is a new program that will let you bundle them all coming this summer. Yeah, so this was, I was having the same thing. I was trying to figure it out. So basically, you get to experience 12 attractions during the day with the Disney Premier Access Unlimited. Mm -hmm. so it's a little confusing, but all the big ones are there. You have Hyperspace Mountain, you have Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril. And then it's going to cost, well, I think, $96 US Yeah, so let's, let's talk about this for a second. Um, th this, first of all, this system uh, is a little different than like Genie Plus or Lightning Lane. Um, right. You know, with, with the Genie Plus, you're buying a package for the day and then you're trying to get return times. Um, the way I understand Premier Access works is that you are buying a skip the line pass for a particular ride and you buy it and you use it. Just go. Um, yeah. You just go, um, which is not bad. Um, it's uh, sort of like buying a individual Lightning Lane, but without a return time. Um, you just use it whenever. 
Um, so the way this has been working for the Premier Access is the cost is five euros, uh, which is about five bucks, which seems very reasonable to me for right. to skip one ride, especially considering you're, you're spending 10, 15, 20 bucks to, to individual lightning lane a ride at uh, our parks. But this is the part that doesn't make sense to me. So it's one ride for five dollars or 12 rides for almost a hundred or 90 for nine i'm sorry for nine uh, euros five euros 90 euros that math doesn't quite add up to me so i would have to dig into the fine details especially since you know some of these rides are absolutely worth uh you know skipping uh the queue um you know if uh for existence for example crushes coaster great spinning coaster ridiculously slow slow long queue so i would happily pay to skip that um but i would pay five euros i would pay 10 euros i'm not sure about paying 90 euros especially since uh these are spread 12 attractions between the two parks so you're gonna have to have a park hopper ticket in order to uh take full advantage of it i will say 96 bucks is cheaper than say buying a universal express pass for a day. Yes. Um, but it also is only one ride per ride. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess it all depends on when you're at the parks, how busy it is. Uh, but I'd probably have to think real, real hard before. Right. And that's that also package. Just a starting cost. So on yeah. weekends, holidays, it could be up to, you know, I don't know yet, but we'll, we'll yep. see 120 euros, you know, which yep. is almost like $140 US with our, you know, conversion rate. So, mm -hmm. and is, even, uh, you know, keep in mind, even if you spent this money, it does not guarantee immediate access. So you still might have 10, 15 minute wait if it gets backed up. It'll still be better than uh, the standby line, but uh, it's not VIP cut right. to the front of the line immediately. Exactly. Because they don't know when you're going to go. You're exactly. Just, oh, so if everyone runs to crushes, then you're yeah. fine. So if you want to uh, read up on the details of this and then try to figure out for us whether it makes sense or not, let us know. DisneylandParis.com. All right. Let's uh, return back to Florida uh, where the Kennedy Space Center and Lego are launching a brand new space exhibit. They've teamed up with Lego Education and created a universe-expanding new exhibit that is all about the space industry. Yes, this is really cool. So it's going to feature a mix of interactive exhibits and activities, child-focused, but anyone can do it. So this is really cool. It's going to uh, do their popular build to launch a STEAM exploration series. Um, yeah, if you go and visit this, the exhibit will introduce you to the Lego Space Team, uh, which turns Lego minifigures into members of the flight and ground crew for the forthcoming Artemis One rocket that's taking astronauts back to the moon in the not-too-distant future. Um, and uh, they've even got minifigs in life-size form of the flight director and program manager, and they'll help you learn uh, what each of these people do to help make uh, spaceflight a success. Yes, and there's going to be the free build Lego tables, which I love, especially at the Legoland Hotel. Mm -hmm. You can get it there, and they say they're going to encourage practicing your engineering skills. So this should be a really fun little you know day trip if you want to take your family away from the parks to do something that's educational, but it'll be fun too. Yeah, it might inspire your kid to uh, pursue a career in space flight. Uh, so if you are interested in learning more about this, you can just go to kennedyspacecenter.com. And uh, if you want more about Lego's Build to Launch series, that's at legoeducation.com. Next up, I think you can probably tell us all about this. The Ozarks are alive with the sound of Silver Dollar City's Bluegrass and Barbecue Festival returning to Silver Dollar City from May 4th through the 30th with traditional and contemporary sounds, savory smells, and of course, lots of sumptuous barbecue food. So Silver Dollar City has really upped their festival game. I was just there with Matt. We did street fest. The food was incredible. But this festival is really cool because they bring in 50 musical groups, you know, bluegrass focused. But these are really some heavy hitters in the bluegrass world. We're talking like Grammy Award winning artists come in. Uh, Dalian Vinson is just one of them. I know them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really well done festival. And then, of course, the food is 
the <laughs> best part of it. And they opened last year uh, Rivertown Smokehouse. And so this is mm -hmm. a really amazing barbecue restaurant. They actually sent their team to Texas to uh, train with experienced master pit masters. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be getting amazing barbecue and then not only in the restaurant but then they also have their uh tastings like just like any theme park festival and then you can also get their tasting passport that'll allow you to try several different bites for a discounted fee so if you head to silver dollar city this year this is a good time to go because it's a really really great festival and the bluegrass music obviously fits in entirely with the overall aesthetic of the park I'm getting hungry just looking at some of this uh, barbecue, and it's still breakfast time here. <laughs> um, and uh, if you are interested, uh, on May 28th, they're going to be holding the 20th annual Youth in Bluegrass Band Contest right there at Silver Dollar City. Uh, and aspiring musicians are going to compete for a grand prize, including performing at Silver Dollar City. I've got to get out there sometimes. Yes. I really do. Um, so uh, if you want more information uh, or to plan a trip, you can head on over to silverdollarcity.com. And for our last bit of news, we have talked about this before, but it is finally a done deal. Legoland Florida Resort has officially become a certified autism center. Uh, the first full theme park resort to have been given the designation of a certified autism center um by the uh the sorry the international board of credentialing and continuing education standards or the ibccs i yes. can never remember that long time. <laughs> so this is really big because it's not just legoland park it's mm -hmm. park it is all the hotels and it's also the water park yeah we've talked before uh, uh when peppa pig uh yeah. first opened about how uh, the park was getting certification um and you know there are individual theme parks around the world that have had this certification this is the first time an entire resort um so uh you know that will help families who have a child with uh, sensory uh, issues or who's on the spectrum um to know that you know they can have an entire visit uh, from the hotel to the restaurants to the to the attractions um and that people, uh, employees are trained to deal with these issues and that there are places that they can go to escape from the noise um, and have all the information they need to make it a good visit for their kid. Absolutely. And as part of certification, you can, as a parent, advance, get all this material. So you're not going to show up and be clueless. They mm -hmm. actually preparation material. So, you know, hey, my kid can ride this with whatever sensory issues they have. So everything can be, you know, you're, you have a game plan. You're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. They've got uh, sensory guides that cover all of their attractions um, and they give you all the details you need to know whether it's going to be, you know, overstimulating for your family member. Um, and, uh, if, you know, they've given training to all of their employees uh, so that they're really sensitive to these kind of needs. Um, if you want some more free resources, uh, if this is something that interests you, um, you can check out all of the certified destinations at autismtravel.com. And uh, if you go to legoland.com slash Florida, that's where you can get the accessibility guide and get in touch with guest relations for more information. Okay, well, uh, that is bringing us to the end of the news. Yes. Um, but before we get into our main attraction, I think it is time that we hear a very quick word from our friends at Destination with Character Travel. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise or any other major cruise line? No problem! So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. It's time for the main attraction! 
All right, quick shout out to Greg Dow, who does the voice of our main attraction. In, he lives here in Vegas, and we were just hanging out uh, the other day. We did an escape room together. Uh, hi, Greg. Uh, so our main attraction for this week, we are halfway to Halloween, and that means we have information about the return of Mickey's Not-So-Scary and other Halloween parties at the Disney parks. Um the big news is that Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is returning to the Magic Kingdom, featuring, of course, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. It's coming back on 37 select nights from August 12th to October 31st. Uh, and as part of the 50th anniversary celebration of the Magic Kingdom, guests are going to receive a special 50th anniversary commemorative print, uh, along with their reusable trick-or-treating tote bags. Yes, and they've really been hitting this hard on socials. They did a TikTok Live. They did the Hocus Pocus Twitter watch party, which I didn't mm -hmm. participate in, but is really cool. So this is getting us hyped up, even though we are months away. But mm -hmm. what I'm most excited about is Oogie Boogie Bash is back. Yes. California Adventure Park. It was the best after hours event I have ever been to. I will be going again. It's absolutely incredible. So uh, I also went to the, the when they held this in 2019, before the pandemic. Um, and this was, I think, one of the better after hours events I've done at Disneyland. I know there are people who think that it wasn't as good as when it was in uh, the Magic or in, in Disneyland Park, yeah. uh, when it moved to California Adventure. However, I thought the parade was great. Um, I thought that the uh, villainous version of World of Color was a really fun twist on the regular World of Color. And I loved, loved, loved the Villains Grove, the walkthrough in the Redwood right Challenge. Oh, my gosh. That The lighting, uh, the atmosphere of that was one of my favorite Halloween things that I've ever done. It was absolutely um, incredible. And I also felt like I got my money's worth because I did every single thing and some things even twice. That's so, awesome. Uh, which I yeah. have rides too. So it was really just kind of overall value, the vibe. It definitely is a little bit more adult at California Adventure, which may be why I mm -hmm. like it a little more. There are still tons of families, but I think it's just an incredibly done event. Well, you do get to experience the uh, Monsters After Dark version of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I love. Uh, baby Groot. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the other great thing about these is the candy trails. I remember we came back and we just dumped our bags of candy on our hotel bed and it just covered the entire bed. It was way more candy. Like we brought candy back from that and we're giving it out at Halloween because oh, we just had so much. They are not stingy. They just take massive handfuls. Mm -hmm. It was wild and one of the things i liked was that uh they had set now uh, this was um I, I hope that they keep this up post pandemic but they had when you would go in one of the candy trails they would often be at the sound stage or something and there would be uh, an actor or one of the villains kind of heckling you as you were yeah. waiting in line and it was a great way to have an interaction without waiting in a queue just to to meet a character oh absolutely um, so we hope sid comes back this year because that was one oh of yes sid. and i i really hope uh you know they they I think they mentioned uh, some some dark characters will be there, so I'm hoping uh, maybe zombie Captain America will show up. Or, Ooh, you know, yeah. Some of those other rarities. Um, if you are uh, taking a cruise, of course, Halloween on the High Seas is coming back to all the Disney cruise ships. Uh, it looks like Daisy Duck, Minnie Mouse, and Clarabelle Cow are going to dress up as the Sander Belts, as the Sanderson <laughs> sisters from uh, Focus Pocus. That's awesome. And even the new ship, the Disney Wish, is going to have its own magical pumpkin tree in the Grand Hall uh, that's going to grow gourds throughout your, uh, throughout your cruise. Um, there's going to be Halloween stuff going on in Tokyo, of course. Uh, this is exciting during the day. You, If you are at Adventures Campus in California Adventure, you might catch some dark variant characters. Uh, and uh, they're also going to be introducing America Chavez from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out soon, as well as the Scarlet Witch. And that's going to happen in May. Yes. Uh, you know, it's I, I'm so jealous of uh, California Adventure having, um, you know, Disney uh, movie marketing right there, because apparently they, those folks pay for all of the uh, characters. Anytime there's a new Disney Plus show or a new movie, um, they they 
have the characters there. We don't get that in Orlando. No, and it's almost every week you see someone. Yeah, someone new. It was great when Loki was going on and they had a, a, whatever the variant of the week was pop up in the park. That was awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, there's also um, going to be, uh, there's, of course, always special foods. Um, and uh, for, for halfway to Halloween, starting on uh, the 28th, you're able to get uh, things like a spooky churro at Disneyland um, or a Sister's Elixir Hot Cocoa Bomb at Disney Springs. Um, themed merchandise, of course, because we can't have a Disney event without right. merchandise. And uh, if you've got the uh, uh, Disney Channel is bringing home the Halloween fun um starting on april 28th they are running special shout outs from the cast of hocus pocus 2 uh and dr strange 2 um on the channel uh throughout this weekend going on right now yes all things halloween so <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff um you know i i don't remember celebrating halfway to halloween uh when i was a kid halloween came around once a year we didn't we didn't do it twice but Hey, you know, it's always always a good time to talk about Halloween. Right. And it's something to look forward to. So enjoy yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, well, that just about brings us to the end of yet another episode. Uh, before we go, I want to thank once again our sponsor, Destination with Character Travel. And I want to remind everyone, please go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Spotify. It really helps getting the word out. Uh, if you miss us between Saturdays uh, and you want more from us and Attractions Magazine, uh, you can find us, as always, on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me uh, at the UG Series on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, at The Unofficial Guides. And, of course, you can purchase my books, The Unofficial Guides, at theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can folks find you? On Twitter, I am Carly Caramata, and on Instagram, I am Adventures by Carly. And finally, if you want more from Attractions Magazine, you can find us at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and on youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine. All right. Thanks for joining us this week once again. And until next week, I hope everyone stays safe. I hope you try something new, but most importantly, please have fun. We will see you all the next time. Next week. Bye.